Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. I am Amy Gray Cunningham, your host, and today I am here with Pam Bosch, and she is a messenger of love who channels messages from angels and spirits. She's a medium, a spiritual coach, energy healer, hypnosis practitioner, and a mindfulness guide. And after experiencing serious illness, she embarked on a healing journey, which opened her spiritual gifts and understanding that everyone has the power to heal through love energy. We're going to have her explain a little bit more about what that means. But in addition to her master's in psychology with a focus on mind, body, spirit, wellness, she is trained in Reiki, crystal, chakra, and energy healing. She is also trained in hypnotherapy and past life regressions. And also she does forensic detective work. She helps guide others to tap into healing energy, connect to their soul's purpose, and manifest abundance in their lives. So everyone, please welcome Pam to our podcast today. And I'm so excited to have you here, Pam. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you- Thank you, Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited to talk to you. Well, this is, this is really exciting for me. I, all, of, all of your topics are things that I'm very passionate about. So thank you for being willing to be on the podcast today and sharing your experience with us and your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how this happened and started and what happened, what kind of illness did you have? Um, it's really, I, when I got sick, I don't think there was really a definition for it. You know, it's one of those things where you go to the doctor and they don't know what's wrong with you. And then later on you realize, well, maybe I was just waking up, <laughs> you know, maybe I was waking up spiritually and it just kind of manifested in my body in different ways, whether that was physically or mentally or whatever it was. So it kind of pushed me real fast, you know, like literally being pushed off the cliff. Okay. You're going to be spiritually guiding people now. So let's go do this thing. Right. I didn't know what it was going to be. Honestly, at first I thought that, you know, maybe I would just do some of this stuff for myself, learn meditations. And, you know, I was going through this healing process for about a year where I did a lot of meditations and I began to talk to angels and I would pull cards for myself and read different things that were interesting. And during that time, I thought, oh, this is just fun. You know, this is just kind of something to help me through the healing process. And I couldn't work at the time. I couldn't really do normal things. So this was a way for me to have something to hold on to. And that communication with angels and spirits really guided me a lot and helped me to know what is the next step in my healing process. Sometimes we close that off, you know, like we might not be feeling good all the time, hundred percent, but sometimes we'll close that off and we don't receive from it. Then we wonder why we're struggling as much. And it's like, how often do you take time during your day to connect in that way? And part of it is connecting to yourself, you know, just seeing what do you need, what's going on, what, what's bothering, you know, what needs to shift out. Right. Mm -hmm. The other part is just connecting to that higher source. So whatever that feels like that is for that person, you know, everybody's different. Somebody might say, well, I like connecting to the universe or I like angels or I have certain, you know, religious beliefs, whatever it is that they focus on for their peace and love. That's where you get that balance. Right. So I think at the time when I was waking up, I was going through a part where I wasn't listening to that. I was basically tuned out. You know mm -hmm. how it gets. You're just 
going from one thing to the next, just you're on the checklist. Okay, these are the things I need to do, right? All the physical things. Let's mm -hmm. go to the grocery store. Let's, you know, take care of the kids. Let's do our job every day. We're just going through all these things. But then where, where is the self-care and all of that? Where is the spiritual connection and all of that? And, you know, I probably could have had more. I think I was doing it sometimes in tiny doses. Like if I went to walk outside, that was kind of my connection earlier on before I was really aware of what that was. I just thought, oh, I'm helping my body when I would go exercise, right? But technically when I would go walk outside, I would get a lot of ideas come to me. It's like stuff would begin to flow because you get stagnant if you're not allowing your energy to move, right? And so when I would go walking outside, it's like it would help me to get all these inspirational ideas and feel like I was hearing myself for once. It's like the noise of life was kind of like pushed away and, you know, you could really tune into your heart. So I think I pushed my heart aside for a long time, didn't listen, didn't follow, probably beat myself up too much, you know, all those kinds of things. Didn't know what I was capable of, you know, as far as my gifts, like intuitive gifts. I think I was thinking, well, yeah, I get information sometime. Like I know things about people. I thought it was more of a psychology thing though. I think that's how I saw it. And now that I reflect back on it, I realized I had a lot of dreams with spirits back then. I had, you know, other things that were happening that didn't make any sense why I would know those things. So I think I was always getting stuff. It's just that I wasn't aware of what it was and I wasn't using it in a way to its full capacity so that may be something that happens to other people too they may technically be getting things but maybe not acknowledge it all the time or fine-tune it a little bit more like see how they can use it more in their lives was there something that kind of triggered was it like were you starting to meditate more or i know you you were you weren't able to work so how did how did not being able to work and finding yourself with nothing to do translate into talking with angels and yeah that's that's an interesting little story well i was lucky that when i was first sick i was extremely ill i almost crossed over to the other side i basically saw angels i felt like i was leaving my body and so somehow i came back and I don't, I don't think anybody around me was aware of this. This just happened to me kind of in my own knowing, if, if you will, right? Like I could feel myself being pulled away. And then when I came back, it was just for a brief, like few seconds, I saw these angels coming to me and that's when they started to communicate to me. So I was lucky that I had that communication early on. Not everybody has that right away. They, it may take time through meditating or something else, but it did come to me because as I'm, as I'm explaining this to you, just imagine like, you know, when you meditate, you're a little bit more away from your physicalness. You're kind of like letting yourself be lifted up to a higher plane, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what was happening because I was so sick. I was more detached from my body so I could communicate to them more. See, I was crossing into their dimension a little bit. And that's why I opened up in the way I did. Now, you could also do other things though, because the rest of my process of opening up was, you know, all those different things like the meditations. So I would do meditations every day. And I did it because 
obviously I didn't have anything else to hold on to, like I talked about, but it was interesting because as I meditated, I began to see myself as not just a physical body. Mm -hmm. So I began to see myself as a higher being or, you know, coming from another place, already having different experiences in other lifetimes. Um, I was starting to see myself as a soul, like without an identity that's, you know, like a certain gender or a title, because we have in our lives, we have these expectations, we have to be certain things, right? Like I'm a mom, or I have this title for my career, or I can only be this or that. And so through all these meditations I would do, I just started to get into a higher frequency. And in the higher frequency, it was like showing me you're more than your physical body. You can be anything that you want to be. Like you're in the physical world and you have all these experiences, but technically look at all these gifts you have that you have, you know, kind of learned over many lifetimes. And that's from the other side of other dimensions and things like that. So basically I was just getting awakened to what I was supposed to do here anyway. It was like, it was buried in me a little bit. How long did this process take for you? I think it, it was kind of in phases, I guess you could say the beginning part of it, like the first few months, it was more like I was in survival mode, trying to get my physical body to function again. And so that part was a little harder. And then maybe in the mid phase of it, that was like, you know, two or three months. And then another three or four months went by where I was getting into this place of how to nourish my body, to get it to have more, like to bring in more energy through the meditations, connect to light energy, use certain foods to raise my vibration, go outside to get grounded. If I could, whatever little bit that I could do, if I could just walk for five minutes, if that's all I could do, you know, something to raise my vibration and to get more into my knowing of what was my path. The last phase of it was more of me just doing the work, like beginning to write, you know, do more journaling and figuring out what I wanted to do with all of these gifts and opening up more of the gifts. Cause at first it was just clear audience and I didn't have clairvoyance. And so at that time I began to focus more on the clairvoyance and I was getting more images and symbols and things like that. So it probably took about a year from start to finish of me getting from this place of being completely not physically able to walk or drive or, you know, do any normal thing that you would just imagine your whole life taken away from you to the other side of it. That year later, I was able to do everything. And plus I was a lot better. That's the cool thing about it. I was not that same person anymore in a lot of ways, not just my identity, but I was understanding of my spiritual purpose. Like I knew what I was going to do more. And I also had that better physical nature of myself. I knew that certain things made me feel drained physically and that had to stop. I couldn't do those things anymore. And I needed to take care of myself in certain ways that I wasn't like, you know, how sometimes you take care of other people more mm -hmm. and it's easy. Like if you're a caregiver type of person, if you're very nurturing, you may tend to go towards caring for other people as something that fills you up a lot. And it's just this, this, it's like this automatic response to want to help other people. But when you're doing that, if you're not doing it for yourself first, then eventually you do feel it. You do feel that you're depleted. 
or maybe unbalanced, or there's a sense of, you know, nobody's giving back to you in a way because you're putting that frequency out that I have to give, I have to give, I have to give, but you're not giving out the frequency that I can receive. I'm open to receiving. See, there's a difference there. And I think that was what was going on with me. I was stuck in that one frequency of just giving and giving and giving and not really looking at myself, seeing what I needed, maybe asking for help sometimes too, because we don't always do that. Yes. Asking for help sometimes is probably the hardest thing that I've had to learn to do. And you bring up a good point about Mm -hmm. frequencies and what we put out there is also what we receive back as well Mm -hmm. with the law of attraction. Can you explain the law of attraction a little bit more? Yeah, for me, I, I guess I see law of attraction a little bit different than maybe some people do. And I know everybody has a different thought on that, what that would be. First of all, I mean, I think the common thread through all of it is whatever your frequency is, is what you will experience, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a simple thing. Like if you're feeling sad one day, then you might encounter other situations that make you feel even more sad, or there's people around you like that. Or if you're angry, then people are going to do things that kind of bring that out more. You'll see it more in other people. And I'm not saying we should blame ourselves for that, but we just have these ways that sometimes we get stuck in something too much. So Mm -hmm. let me give you an example. Let's say you're driving down the road and somebody does something on the road and you don't like it, right? And you're kind of mad and frustrated at them. Well, I mean, you can go into it and sometimes the anger just comes out before you even realize what you're doing. What do you do with it? Do you keep going with it? You see? Or Mm -hmm. do you just let that go and maybe not let it overtake you and see that person as another human being that's just like you? Maybe that's you that you're seeing. I see that in other people. Like I always look at other people as, well, maybe they're having a bad day or maybe that's a version of myself. Or maybe I should love that person because I should love myself. Or maybe if I love that person, I'll understand that there's a, there's a, connection with everybody and that will come back to me but if I do the opposite what am I going to get back and so it can be hard it's hard to do that sometimes when you see other people going through things and maybe we forget to be compassionate in every situation right because we get frustrated with things but do you stay in it or do you get out of it that's the bottom line with law of attraction do you shift yourself away from it. Do you have your awareness to say, okay, I'm doing that thing again (laughs) where I'm getting stuck or I'm getting angry or I'm not believing in myself or whatever's happening there. Those are things that as long as we have the awareness, I don't think we're as affected by those energies, but it's when we get stuck in it and we keep repeating it and do things that don't work, we're attracting those things that are going to make it challenging and it's going to feel like obstacles. But overall, for me, law of attraction is a frequency of love energy. So I see it as if you hold the frequency of love within you, and this isn't an unconditional love state, right? It's not like, oh, I'll love you if, you know, it's I love you right? It's simple. There's no other attachments to it. So, and you're saying that to yourself too, when we're talking about this frequency. 
Like you love yourself no matter what, no matter what you're doing that day, no matter what went wrong. Or if you look in the mirror and just feel like you feel off that day or whatever, you love yourself anyway. You just say, okay, I love you. Just where you are right now with no expectations. I love you because right now you're learning. I'm learning. You see, that's how it works is you just start to realize that everything that we encounter is just another way for us to find love. When we find love, the way I see that law of attraction idea is that when we find that love and we emit that frequency, that's where we do some serious law of attraction for the things we really desire. But if we're in that place of, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready, I'm feeling kind of ambivalent about it. I'm a little scared of it. I'm, you know, doing something to myself, like judging myself, whatever it is, if we're still in that state, it's hard to receive all of the abundance of things that can come to us because we're really not technically as open. We're still in that place of discovering. We haven't quite gotten there yet, but we're going to go back and forth at times. Anyway, even if we do open up and we're completely in this higher frequency, for the most part, we're never going to stay perfectly at one frequency. But if we open up to it and we start to embrace who we are as this higher soul that basically can do anything, when we do that, then even if we bounce out of it and we have like different changes in our frequencies, for the most part, I would say the momentum is that it's this big expansion of love. So even if something happens along the way, it's like, as you create that love expansion, those things bounce off of you or you shift out of it really quickly. You notice it and you say, no, thank you. That was the old me. This is the new me. <laughs> so it's just, you know, and sometimes you have to see that, that stuff, that feeling, that frequency in yourself before you're actually seeing it in your world, right? And for a long time, if it takes a long time for you, because some people resist it a little bit more. So the more you resist it, the longer it's going to take. It's like just knowing that there's a timing for it. When you fully are breaking through all those things that were about kind of binding you in that state of fear or, you know, not doing what your calling is or not following your passion or whatever that is to really be yourself. If you, once you break free from that, then you're starting to get into the next level. Like you go up to another frequency, right? Once you break through those things and that it's like a freedom. It's just, it's just like, you go, oh, well, I'm not gonna worry about anybody, any, what anybody thinks anymore. Like, I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna follow my thing, no matter what. And even when I do my stuff, I find that there's times when I know people might look at me a certain way because, you know, that's just the way life is. That's what we do, right? We analyze everything. Our left brain just wants to take over and say, oh, let me compare that to this. And we look at people in the media a certain way. And so for me, sometimes I feel that sense of that energy in the world too. Mm -hmm. But I just tell myself that I came here to share messages of love. And that's what I'm going to do, even if maybe not everybody's open to receive it. Even if I just leave it behind and maybe many years later when I'm gone from the earth, people look at it and they get something from it then. You know, I, I'm not worried about 
everybody being open all at the same time. I'm just here for the people that are ready to receive those messages. You know, leave that frequency here, you know, like change things in the world, put them in a higher vibration in any way that I can contribute. You bring up a good point because not everybody, we see it in the media today and the way certain people react to things that are happening in the world right now. How do you respond to people who say that, you know, what you're doing is, or what you're saying is, is mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, not quote unquote legit and you should. Yeah. I've, had, I've had people, yeah, I've had people say things. Um, it's interesting how I think what's happened is because the way the world is with everything, we're kind of separate with the way we do things online or through chatting in different ways. It's really easy to be removed from the real person and direct something towards them that's kind of more in the hatred category. Now, I understand that people are not always wanting to believe in those things because they have a different belief and there's nothing wrong with that. We should all have our own beliefs. Um, It's just hard to watch when we see people getting attacked about things when they're all trying to follow their own path. So I would hope that, you know, as we keep to build more love that we do shift out of some of those things. But for me, I don't let it stop me from what I'm doing. You know, I just know that that's part of somebody understanding themselves and deciding what is right for them. Like they have their own truth. Everybody, that's what, that's really what the whole point of us awakening anyway, is people are trying to find out what do they believe in really, right? And we're hearing the noise from other people. And then sometimes we follow those bandwagons of whatever's going on. And maybe we start to do that. And it's not really ourselves. We're just replicating what other people are doing. So I think it's just a process. It's like you first just start to notice things and and maybe people struggle with it and they don't awaken very easily. It's It's like the whole dark night of the soul thing. Like you might struggle through it and go, well, why am I feeling so bad? Why is everything wrong? I don't like what they're saying. And, you know, it's a lot of different things like that. I think even way back earlier parts of my life, I think I used to look at certain things that way too. I think I was like, well, why do I need to do meditations? (laughs) You see what I mean? Like, it depends on where you're at. Like if somebody's at the point where, okay, I want to trust in a medium giving me a reading, then they're awakened to that. But maybe somebody else is only open to, let me just listen to some meditation music. And maybe another person, it's something else. Like they're connecting with groups of people where they're hanging out and doing something that they like to do together. So everybody has their way of getting there, if you will. So it's always different for everybody. Not, not everybody's going to embrace, you know, what I do and believe that I'm communicating to spirits or, you know, however they want to look at it. I know what my truth is though. And that's, what's important, right? I know that what I'm receiving is real. I wouldn't do this if I didn't think it was. I don't, I don't think a person would put themselves in the public eye to deliver all these messages, to do things that are way out there because I do all the channeling and everything and change their whole lives so everybody can see them in that way, right? And just it's kind of like being naked in the world, right? 
And why would somebody do that and not do it for real, right? Like I'm making a sacrifice by doing that. I'm kind of giving up some of my privacy a little bit and I'm kind of putting myself out there fully in my power. And I'm just doing it because I know I can help people in some way by connecting them to their higher connection, you know, whatever that is for them. So as long as I know that what I'm doing is good work, I can continue to do that. So I don't let it really get to me like that. I just keep moving through it. And you just get to where it's kind of like when you get older, you get to this place of, I don't care what people think anymore. You finally stop hiding and wearing the mask and not speaking up for your truth and what you think is right for you. And so that's how I do my work is I just say, okay, I'm gonna be fully in my you know, gifts and everything so that I can give people the best experience. Like if I'm leading a meditation or whatever it is, I'm not gonna filter that and not give them that connection to love. Let me ask you a little bit more about the, the energy, you know, the healing energy that you mm-hmm. were talking about. I've noticed for myself, and I've, I've seen it like on Facebook, I've seen some threads and posts that people have uh, posted and, you know, people are very adamant. They believe that they're very, very right in what their, mm-hmm. their beliefs are. And mm-hmm. other people feel completely the opposite way. And they feel that they're mm-hmm. very, very right. How can energy healing help can it i mean do we do we all awaken eventually or you know how do we figure out who's right who's wrong and maybe i'm asking the wrong question here but it's perfect it's perfect i think we have to realize that technically we're all right if you can see it that way you know there's so many different possibilities and trajectories of what we're experiencing and that's what our higher vibration is going towards right now is realizing that we don't have to follow someone else we just need to follow ourselves so there can be multiple rights there's no right and wrong just because someone else says this is right and they and this other person says this is right and they conflict doesn't mean they can't both be right Because for within themselves and where they are and what they're experiencing and where they're going, they are right. And I know that sounds a little confusing, but that's part of the awakening. Now, will we all awaken? I think we are in different stages of it. And I would say that the way I feel it anyway is that some people may not awaken in this lifetime. And some people are doing that because they're not here for that process right now. And they also may be younger souls that have not gotten to that point yet. But other people have been here many times and are here to shift a lot of things and awaken for other people. And so there are many people that will, that will awaken in this lifetime, but it's just that we can't put a timeline on it. We have to remember there's no such thing as time, right? Okay, so this is a funny thing to think about because I was talking to a friend about something the other day and he asked me, well, how long is that gonna take? <laughs> and, that's, and that's funny if you think about it. Like when you're, let's say you're healing because you talked about healing and 
I've been working on healing within myself at various stages. First, when I was awakened a couple of years ago, and then as I go along, I find new things that I want to heal because there's always a healing process. You never really stop that, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he asked me that question, I thought, hmm, that's interesting. See, in the physical world, we think there has to be a timeline for everything. Okay, by December, I'm doing this. And, you know, next January, I'm doing this. And I should be healed by this point and awakened by next May. And I should have my spiritual gifts fully on board by next August. And I hope I'm a medium and a channeler and it all comes to life right then. And it has to be on that date, you know. That's how we see our lives, but we can't put timelines on anything. And as soon as we stop doing that and we put it aside and say, you know what? I'm always on a journey on the earth. No matter what, I'm always on a journey. I'm always evolving and learning and growing and healing. And so there's no place I really need to be and no timeline that I need to be on. What I need to be is in the present moment, fully experiencing my life. Because if you think about it, let's just put it out there in this way. If we don't know when we're going to leave the earth necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. We, We could be going along saying, well, let's see if we can be awakened by such and such date. But then technically, what if we leave before that date? You see, like, we're just kind of always playing along with this little pathway, like it's a thousand years long and we can do this kind of, let me keep a calendar forever and ever. But technically, if we're living fully in each moment, like even right now, if we're just fully in our presence, then we don't need to worry about the timeline anymore. We're just awakened where we need to be right now. And that's it. And then when we get to the other side, we're going to go, oh, my gosh, we made it so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And that is true. I think I think we all kind of make it a little hard at times. And, you know, they laugh at us sometimes okay the spirits will laugh at us because we sit there and make it harder for ourselves we're like this should be like an SAT or something we should be studying we should be like learning all kinds of things we should get it all right the right answers and they're like that's not what it's about it's about the journey it's about the connections with people it's about loving and laughing and being fully in your spirit here that's that's what we're here for we're here to have our spiritual experience in the physical plane so we just need to use our bodies but also let our spirit come through our bodies right and just have the best experiences we can and then what we do is we take those memories and we take them home we take them to the other side right and we accumulate all this knowledge and we're able to use that for when we go back or to another lifetime. You ought, you bring up a good point. As a medium, you've worked with spirits on the other side. What do you think of heaven? Do you think heaven is like right here, right now? Do you think it's another place, another state? How do you, how do you see heaven and where do you see heaven? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, for me, I have a different interpretation, I guess. I see heaven as your heart. Okay, so it's your heart space. And it's really here. And it's in, you know, other realms. It's everywhere. It's, it's everything. It's all love, right? And if you have ever heard about a near-death experience, 
people have different versions of that. They'll see different things. You know, sometimes they'll see a light or angels or, you know, they might see, have another experience, see relatives or something. But what's interesting is they don't feel the sense that they've left to go someplace that they don't know in a way. Like they're really just coming to their heart, which was there all along, but it was in their physical body, like attached to them. You see what I mean? Like your spirit attached to your body. So it's within you. Heaven is within you. Love is within you. Heaven is love. Love is heaven, right? Now, is there a spiritual plane that we have where spirits reside in a frequency and maybe you could call that heaven or angels are in a frequency in a dimension and maybe you could call that heaven? Yeah, you could call that heaven too. And that would be another version of it. But your version of heaven begins within your heart. See, it's here. It's with you all along. It's not so far away, not way out there. It's within here. And then when you go home to heaven, if you will, then that is where you're going. You're going to your heart. You're going to that pure state of love. That's beautiful. What do you, how would you suggest for people who have lost loved ones? Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, if we live long enough, we obviously have experienced loss. How, how do you suggest people connect to people who are the spirits to loved ones? Mm-hmm. How can, I know for me, I connect with, with people who have crossed over mm-hmm. and I feel them. I talk with them. I experience mm-hmm. them still. It's still a very deep relationship on many, on many levels. Can you give some examples of ways for people to connect with loved ones? Well, one of the first things that I always suggest is when you receive something, let's say that a sign comes up, right? Like it's something that just reminds you of them. It could be a butterfly, or maybe they had a certain sign that they said, I'm going to send you this sign, or there's a favorite song you have, whatever it is. If it comes up and you think of them, I would take that moment and really acknowledge it. Because they're trying to communicate with you. And it's easier if you can start to put the focus and the energy on believing that that is them. So sometimes that's harder to do at the beginning. If we recently lose someone, you might be in grief and it's a little bit harder to open up to that. One of the things that they have told me is that when we're sad, they're sad. When we're happy, they're happy. So if we get stuck in grief for too long, it's harder for them to connect to us because they don't like that feeling, but they do try to help us. And they'll try to come up to our energy and kind of like change it a little bit or put thoughts into our head to make us think of positive things or positive memories. So first acknowledge it. That would be one thing that you can do. And then when you get more comfortable with it and you feel like you're getting those signs, then I would begin to ask them questions. You know, just have a conversation with them whether it's in your head or out loud, however you want to do it, and just basically try to connect to them. And remember when you're doing that, you're using your heart. You're not really using your mind to do that. You're using your heart to connect to them. So if you want to maybe make that a little easier, you could have it be kind of a ritual thing where you maybe bring out a candle or something or, you know, play some music 
or maybe you have a picture of them or something like that while you're doing that, right? And they're there trying to connect you in that way and they wanna bring it in stronger, but it's just that you have to begin to practice it and see if you can hold on to it and, and kind of grow, let it grow, let it be more. And I think some spirits I've noticed when they come through for me, sometimes their energy is not as strong. So there's, I, I just noticed that some spirits are very determined. <laughs> <laughs> and so remember that their personalities are the same. And so if they normally are, you know, that kind of life of the party person, they're just the one that has to talk first, they will connect you pretty easily. And you probably don't have to do as much to pull them in. If they're one that was a little shy, you know, maybe they didn't speak up as much or they just kind of, you know, had a different type of introverted personality, they might not come to you in that way. They might come more subtle ways and it might take a little bit more to communicate to them and feel like you're getting the messages. But either way, they will come to you in, in some fashion, whatever feels right to them. But remember that they'll bring their personality. And so then I even see like when I see spirits, I see them wearing certain clothing. Um, sometimes they have, I guess, props is what you would say. Mm -hmm. Like they might be wearing a hat or sitting in a chair or have something else with them or flowers or I don't know, just different things. So use your mind's eye and in the next stage of opening up, what you would do is kind of close your eyes and see if any visuals come to you. You know, do you get an image of something? Not like that you see it, see it, that you sense it in your mind, right? Like it's something that just comes to you. Like, you know, when you try to not think of anything in your mm -hmm. mind, you try to clear it out and then all of a sudden something comes to you. They'll put stuff in there like that. They'll put little images or a memory. They might give, give you a memory of something that happened years ago. So you might remember that, oh, I was having fun with them at this, party or this you know time that we connected and you'll start to have that memory well that memory is them communicating to you so you trust that that's an actual communication from them and not something that you're just making up in your head well i guess i'm a little bit more trusting in in general mm -hmm. i always feel like everything has meaning everything has significance and synchronistic moments are everywhere. And we just don't always notice that. So for me, I see it a little differently. I see it as every time we have those memories, they're not coming up for nothing. They're actually with us because we have to remember that they're always with us. So we're not having these memories 25 times a day, right? Now, if it was repeating that much, then I might say, okay, well, maybe Maybe that is the mind trying to create something, but if it just comes up randomly, that is them connecting to you. So just notice when something just seems to come out of nowhere, or maybe it's a, an anniversary for something, right? And you forgot, but then something comes up where you have that memory or an image or something reminds you, like somebody crosses your path and says something to you that brings that into your memory again. See, that's them, that, that's the synchronicity, the thing that is kind of connecting the dots from that point in time when they had that memory with you to now. So it's, it's just little, you'll get little nudges like that, where it's like, you can't deny it. Like, it's just obvious that that is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. That just, for me, for me, connecting with, with um, loved ones is, is uh, very interesting. I enjoy doing those. So you have a new book coming out, um, Shine From Your Soul. 
Tell us a little bit about that. that so means. Shine From Your Soul was a book that I started to write when I was going through this healing process, like we talked about earlier. And I just initially was writing to work on my healing. And one day I wrote something down when I was thinking about the idea of writing a book. And I just started writing down some thoughts and I kind of put it aside. And then I thought, well, that was, that was interesting, but you know, I don't think that's anything. Right. And so then a couple months passed by <laughs> and I still was thinking I need to write a book because I've been journaling and I want to write something, but I don't know what to write about. And this is before I even really knew that I was going to do a lot of the spiritual work. I knew I was using it for myself, but I just wasn't sure what to do with it. And so one day I sat down on my computer and I was like, I need to write the first paragraph of whatever this book is. I don't know. I need to write it down because if I don't, I'm never going to do this. And I just feel like spirit is making me do this. <laughs> and so I picked a date that I was going to sit down and it was July 11th. And, and I was like, I'm determined I'm starting this book right now. And so when I sat down to write, I was like, I don't know what to write. You get that writer's block at the beginning. You're like, I don't, I don't know what they want me to write, even though I was receiving a lot of messages. And what happened is I said, oh, wait, there's that thing I wrote down in that journal that one time. Let me go look at that. And that's how it started. And I pulled that out and it's almost word for word, exactly the same. I've edited it a little bit, but it basically began, the, it started the beginning of my book was what I wrote down just randomly when I was meditating and journaling. And so then from there, every day I would just come and add on a little bit more and they would talk about different things about energy. So the book is about learning about your spiritual energy, your soul, and how your mind and your heart connect to that and how love energy is a part of healing your soul so it goes through a process of you opening up to learn about your soul more and doing practical exercises so that you start to shift out of old beliefs and things that are holding you back you kind of let go of that fear you start to embrace the real you so the book is helping you see yourself basically you're seeing the real version of yourself and I use a lot of inspirational words in there to keep going. You know, it's like, it's like having a motivational coach, like right there with you the whole way saying, come on, we can keep doing this thing. Right? <laughs> and I, the way I wrote it is, you know, obviously receiving from spirit, but I, when I was writing it, my thoughts were, I'm writing this. Like if I was writing to myself to tell myself to get out of my own way and do everything that I want to do. And so basically that's how it flows. It, the, the words just keep you moving so you don't get stuck anymore. That's awesome. I may have to read that book because I've, I've got a book that I'm going to write mm -hmm. as well that's inspired by spirit, I believe. And I just have to set that date to sit down and just do it. So yeah. It inspired me already. <laughs> yeah. You've inspired me. So the book comes out, the actual book book, possibly next year, but the Kindle version will come out in December. Yes. Later this year, the Kindle version will be out. I'm hoping that that'll allow everybody to start to connect to it and, you know, begin to apply some of the exercises. And then because we're going into a new year in January, when, when the new year rolls around and the printed book comes out, 
we can all start doing this new thing. It's like a new year's resolution, right? Like being the new you, the version of you that you always wanted to be. I love it. That's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Pambox.com slash shine love. If they go there, they can um, sign up for your email and yeah. receive updates on when that, when your book is going to come out. Yeah. yeah. If you go to my website, pambarsh.com, you can get on my email list. And what I will send you is you'll be getting a lot of information, a lot of things about free meditations. And I do Facebook lives, a lot of things that are going on in the community, but also you can download my free ebook that helps you learn about abundance. And then when you're on the email list, you'll be the first to know about when my book comes out. That's awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience about energy love or healing love, your spiritual coaching? Yeah, I. if anybody's interested in doing a session with me, you can go to my website. I do a lot of different very unique type of sessions with people, even if, you know, like I have hypnosis and past life regressions, I offer those, but I also do something where I offer what you need. I cater it to you. So if it's, you know, a mix of different things, like we work with the chakras or we work with coaching a little bit, mentoring, whatever it is you need, we can tailor it to what you're needing at that time. And I can ask spirit, what would be the best thing to work on? So if you're not sure, just send me an email and we'll connect and we can talk about it and see how I can help you with that process. And I want to leave everybody with the thought of right now, we are going through big shifts in the world. And so just be aware that it is difficult at times. Sometimes we feel really intense energies that are fear-based, that are in the collective, or you know, there's things that we're opening within ourselves, healing trauma and whatnot. And so know that that love can help you move through it. And we, we can all do this together. Thank you. I do have another quick question for you. And it's something I ask all of my guests. Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to sit and talk with someone on a park bench, whether it's someone dead or alive, who would it mm -hmm. be and what would you talk about? Okay, so I'm going to say this because it came into my consciousness right now. And I actually looked at something with him earlier. Um, Albert Einstein is who I want to sit with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I haven't heard him before. Yeah. I mean, because he has come to me a few times and I haven't had the long conversation yet. I think I need to do that. I, I would be fascinated, honestly. And I think there's so many things we could talk about. I'm not even sure where it would go, but it would probably be more about, you know, universal energy and, you know, what he thinks about what we're experiencing in the world here. You'll have to let me know if you ever do talk with him. Yeah, I probably <laughs> will. I'll probably do it on my YouTube channel. <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be really cool. Well, Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. And this has been so interesting. I love uh, hearing about your story and working with the angels and your insight on spirituality and how to connect with loved ones. It's very inspiring. And I thank you for that. And thank you. I, I really appreciated the time to talk to you about it. it every time I talk to someone about all of these things. It's like, 
stuff comes out that I didn't know was going to come out <laughs> and it helps me see it helps me too and it helps me realize there's so much more to this journey there definitely is mm -hmm. and just so everyone knows I will have uh, Pam's contact information and all of her social media on the information part of the podcast so you can find all that there as well Thank you so much, Pam. I appreciate you joining us today. And thank you. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also join me on the Facebook page at Butterfly Kisses Podcast. Here we can continue the conversations we've been discussing on these podcasts, and you can also ask questions of our guests as well. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me on the Facebook page, or you can do so by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you, and remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.